0: This is the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's a bowtie guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. We're right here in the middle of February. This is kind of a fun podcast today. First of all, it's podcast number 149. So, I mean, come on, what about that? That's pretty cool. The next one's gonna be 150 shows that we've done. I can't believe that. And it's also the last podcast before my birthday because uh, my birthday is next Monday. So uh, happy early birthday to me. And so I brought on one of my friends. This is so, I hate to say coincidental, ironic. It's just, this is how God works in my life. There are, since I have met this person, I have birthdayed with this person so many times, it's ridiculous. Even after this person didn't live in my city, I would go to their house or they would come to my house and it would just be like, oh, <clears throat> birthday, it must be time for Faith. So uh, we got Faith here on the last show uh, before my birthday.
1: Hey, welcome back, birthday. Faith.
0: Thank you. And Faith is, uh, you might know her from the uh, paxton pantry she is currently as we are uh doing this i've I've got her on the the zoom call and she's cooking a delicious looking meal or snack or food or something but i'm watching and i'm i'm like dang it i don't get to eat this it's crazy uh tell us real quick just so that the people can know what they're missing out on what what do you got going on there
1: i have some puff pastry that I have rolled out kind of flat. And then I took some- So you took the puff out of the
0: pastry? So it's
1: not puff pastry, it's flat pastry. (laughs) It's flat, it is not flat pastry, but it won't be flat for long. Uh, I took some chili fig spread and I like laid it all on the bottom of it. And then I added some, grated up some parmesan and then I put some prosciutto and then I have some brie and then I rolled it all up and I cut it into rolls and I am right now about to put it in the oven and bake it.
0: Oh doctor sounds delightful. Well, while you're doing that I'll tell the people a little bit about the show. This is uh, a show that is 100% listener supported And what that means is that all of our funding comes from the listeners. So if you feel like you're getting some value out of the show and you want to uh, give us a little reward for doing that, uh, that would be outstanding. And the way we do that is through a platform called Patreon. So if you go to messituppodcast.com and click on the Become a Patron button there uh, towards the bottom of the page that will let you become one of our financial supporters for the show. It is uh, as little as $1 a month and you can help support the show. So we really appreciate our patrons. So check that out if you want to. Uh, You can also help the show by giving us a rating and a review on whatever podcatcher you're using. So we appreciate all that you do to help uh, get the show out there. If you wanna plug us on social media, we don't mind that. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Reddit and MySpace. So uh, put a link to the show out there when it comes out, hashtag TuneInTuesday, and that will help get the word out on the show. So uh, one of the fun things, well, I say it's fun. We'll see if it's fun or not. One of the things that I like to do with the show, and I've, I've gotten good feedback from listeners, is our word of the week. And our word of the week this week is kind of a funny one. It's coterie. And coterie is not a place where they give you a jacket, but coterie <laughs> is a small group of people. See, Faith, I said, I told Faith we were having a little conversation pre-show. And I said she always laughs at every joke, and she just laughed at that one. Uh, a coterie is a small group of people that have uh, shared interests or tastes or something like that. But um, uh, it's it also can be a little bit snobby, a little bit clickish, you know, you know like uh, if it's exclusive of other people. But um, being exclusive of other people isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like um, heaven is going to be a coterie of all the people who uh, follow Jesus. And oh. I don't mind being in that coterie, for sure. Good uh, so, job there. Hey, thank also, you.
1: Also, I would like to say that coterie sounds like the word charcuterie.
0: Or charcuterie.
1: Whatever. I've heard it <laughs> yeah. both ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. The right way and the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I had not heard that word charcuterie until uh, the last year, and then I'm hearing it like everywhere. It's like one of the words, that and COVID were the words of 2020, I think. (laughs) It was crazy. Uh, So anyhow, um, if you use that word, uh, coterie, in a sentence this week, give yourself 10 points uh, every time you do it, and um, keep track of your bonus points. You can cash those in at your local bank. Tell them how many bonus points you got and see what they'll give you. Okay. And if you you wind up getting something besides a strange look, please let us know. Put it on social media so we can find out because that would be absolutely brilliant. I'd like to turn
1: my bonus bonus points into you. Can I do that?
0: You can give them to me, yes.
1: All right. I've got 200.
0: Oh, excellent. I had, so just a quick digression. Uh, I used to be a school teacher and I would do things... In the class to motivate the kids and for you know uh, behavioral stuff and and positive reinforcement so i used to give out bonus points because i found out one time at camp that uh if you give a kid a bonus point or, or the option you know that there's bonus points out there a lot of times people will do stuff for bonus points because they want those bonus points and i watched a cap counselor at science camp offer bonus points for kids and they all of a sudden Got so motivated and I was like, what are the bonus points? He's like, they're nothing. Kids will do anything for a bonus point. And so I started doing that. And so I would give bonus points and I'd tell kids to keep track of them in the class. And one year at the end of the year, some kid came up to me and they had like 14,000 bonus points that they had meticulously kept track of. I'm like, Holy what Toledo. can I do with these? And I was like, you could feel good about yourself for having them. And please don't tell your brothers and sisters if they're in my class later because I don't want the secret to be out. But I was like, oh my gosh, they really kept track of bonus points. And I'd always tell them this thing. Like, well, what are the bonus points for? I said, well, if you need to know, I guess you don't need them. Do you want me to take those bonus? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll keep my bonus points. Yeah. That kid so, that came
1: to you, you didn't feel like the least little bit like, oh, maybe I should go buy him a Snickers bar or anything?
0: No, because they asked me at the auction where they were actually getting stuff with their bonus bucks, which were worth something. So no, I didn't feel bad at all. No. And I still don't. And I remember introducing bonus points to your children. I, I, we used to have a board at your house and uh, Dano uh, and um, Trevor would get bonus points. I don't remember if Becca was, I don't think Becca was old enough for bonus points at that point, but uh, I introduced bonus points to Dano and it worked with him for a little while, but not for a long time uh, because he figured out the secret
1: Yes. Yeah. As soon as he figures and, out
0: it's worth nothing, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing it anymore. So anyhow, thank you, Faith, for being here. Uh, and after we did our last show, oh gosh, that was uh, a while back. Uh, it was the New Year's show, I guess. Um, you sent me a text said hey, we should do this show. You had a great idea for a show. And I was like, that is an outstanding idea. So since we are done with our walk through the steps, uh, I decided that we would do that show now. So um, you were talking about the importance of spiritual support groups and standing in the gap for others. And yes. why why did that come to you as an idea for a show? What, what was the inspiration for
1: that? Uh, the inspiration for that was really just my uh, life, one. Um, with being in the ministry, we've had lots of opportunities where uh, people come to both Dan and I in crisis usually, and... Um, And, um, then we get invested in their lives because we, we spend time praying and counseling and going over scriptures and being accountable. And so for all of my married life, that has been something that I've just done, um, with people. Then this last year, when we had, uh, just lots of things happen in our lives that were out of my control, that's were Um, beyond anything that we've ever gone through, I got to the point where I needed people to stand in the gap for me and pray for me. And it was really, as the end of the year became clearer and I uh, got to closer to January, I saw a, a turn in my direction of how I was thinking of how I was feeling. And I know that it was because I had a group of people who constantly lifted me up and prayed for me because on my own, I had no desire to even pray. Like it had been months since I had prayed. It had been months since I um, wanted to talk to God or even look at my Bible because I was going through so much muck that I just, I couldn't see my way past it. And I know that had those people not been praying for me, that i could still be in that muck that i could be getting sinking lower and lower and lower but right. god when god's people are faithful and you surround yourself with godly people and they lift you up i um got, i got some scriptures and Uh-oh. so this this is what this is where a lot of this came from was James 5.16, where it says, oh, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may, be, you may healed. be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Yeah. And and I and I know that I have seen, even when God doesn't answer prayers the way I have okay. prayed over people, I've seen him answer in a way that we know only by the hand of God could that be done. Um, and that it has is, it is healed people and it, like the the people who prayed for me, like I know that that healed my heart, and that it was powerful and it was effective when they were praying for me. Um, also, Ephesians 6:18 says, "And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Be alert and always keep praying for the for the Lord's people." And so that's a command to us that we are to pray for each other, that we're not just to be self-absorbed in our own prayers and just pray for things that relate to us, but God wants us to pray for other people, and Jesus himself knew the importance of it, and the fact that he, um, he said to people, uh, he said to Peter, I have prayed for you, like right before his crucifixion, and he knew that Peter was going to go through this time and he's like, "Listen, I'm praying for you because I know that you're going to go through this time, and you're. But your faith is going to be stronger because I'm praying for you. And that's what happens when we pray for each other. That our faith becomes stronger. Not only the person who you're praying for, but you, when you pray for other people, your faith becomes stronger because you're so engaged in, in the workings of God in other people's lives. And um, in the garden, even Jesus himself requested prayer from his inner circle. And, you know, he didn't just choose everybody. He chose the people who he trusted. He chose the the people who were close to him. And he said, listen, this time is important. Right before he was about to be crucified, you three have to pray for me. And of course, they didn't. They kept falling asleep. Um, But it shows you that if Jesus thought this is important, we need to understand how important it is.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, a conversation that I've had, and I'm sure I'm not the only person that's had this conversation, this idea has come across, but just that idea is like, all right, God is all-knowing. All right, cool. I get that. I accept that. God, he's got it. So why do I need to pray? Why do I need to go to God and tell him this stuff? And it's the same idea as we go through with when we have support groups for people and, and You know, people in a support group, I I have a support group around me and when I need something, I'll call them and talk to them, even though I know what they're going to say and they know what I'm going through. It's just this idea of the healing that comes through the talking for me that's so important. And I, I used to be a person that gave the, you know, real polite churchy, oh, I'll pray for you. Oh, oh, hey, we're praying for you. And I wasn't. Yeah. I was just saying words to them right then. So that way I didn't have any better words, but I was like, okay, well, they they can't argue with this, you know. Uh and I remember when I made the decision that I wouldn't say that to anybody unless I did it. And I have like pulled over on the side of the road when I somebody sent me a text and said, Hey, I need prayer for this. And I was like, Okay, praying. So I pulled over and I prayed right then. It's not like because I know I'll forget. I'm like, okay, when I get home, I'll pray. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'll forget. Yeah. So I did it and the results that I see from that are astounding just yeah. astounding and and it, it does it it, it builds their faith but it builds my faith so much more when I do that because I'm exercising that faith muscle and it's yeah. just you know making it it work more better uh I remember when my dad was in the hospital and uh the chaplain came in and he said hey can I pray for you he said well I can't stop you and it's <laughs> like yeah I guess you're right you know you <laughs> That's, that's a beautiful thing about prayer is, you know, I can't necessarily <laughs> administer first aid to someone without their permission or like if somebody, you know, I might need to ask them, hey, is it okay if I, but prayer, I can, I can pray for my enemy, you know, my yeah. enemy's not gonna let me come up and, you know, bandage their wound, but my enemy can't stop me from praying for them. And, right. and it's so, it, it, it makes a difference in my mind when I pray, especially when I pray for my enemies that it softens my heart towards them. And, um, you know, I, I, have learned, I've adopted the philosophy that when, if people do better, it's better. If, if, Mm -hmm. if my enemy is good, if things are good in my enemy's life, they're not so interested in, in causing me harm. Um, and, um, you know, if, if people do well, in life especially like like our leaders if our leaders do well if if the mayor is doing a great job that doesn't hurt anybody
1: right yeah if the
0: if the if the senator is doing a great job that doesn't hurt me that helps me because they're doing a great job so so i i i've stopped praying like you know god smite this person (laughs) i'm always like god Make this person successful. And I try to be specific. I remember when I was in jail and I was praying for my enemies and people who were trying to do me emotional harm. There were were, uh, two people specifically that I prayed for that I did not want to. I had a lot of ought against them. And I prayed specifically for things that I knew that would be a blessing in their life. And it wasn't just the generic, God bless, you know, Yeah. old Jimmy it's like, you know, I know that Jimmy works at this particular company and they are looking for a promotion. So God give them this specific promotion, God give them this. And, and it really softened my heart toward them. And those people stopped being my enemy. Now it didn't, my prayer didn't soften their heart towards me. Yeah. They still to this day, uh, detest me, but I don't detest them. Yeah, and and so I'm I'm much better for it.
1: And you said something very key, um, specific prayers. I feel like too many times um, we get in a hurry to pray, and we just want to get through. Like, okay, I know that I have to do this. It's my duty to pray for this person, or it's my duty. Yeah, I know where you're going with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 oh well. Um, but we, we get, or we get, so we just get so busy with our lives. We're like, Oh, I really want to do this, but I just have a lot going on. So I'm just going to hurry up and say, Lord, just bless them. Yeah. Instead of really taking the time to cover that person in prayer, instead of really taking the time to pray very specifically for things that they're going through for things that protection that they might need for things that they don't even know that they need. Um, like that's So being very specific when we pray, because if we're not very specific when we pray, how will we know when God answered our prayer?
0: Right, right, right. absolutely. lutely and, um, and and we didn't initially start, this is how it works with you and I, when we start off to talk on a topic where, you know, we're completely off of the topic that we sort of, well, not completely, but sort of off of the topic that we started with. But I think it's important too that when we're praying for those people, like you said, with the specificness, it, I've heard people say, oh, well, you know, God knows. So I'm just going to, I'm going to leave it up to God and I'm not going to tell God how to do his job. And I agree. I, I don't want to tell God how to do his job, but especially when, we, if, if we're just being generic and easy to get done with it, it's almost like asking God just be generic and get done with mine. Don't, don't take the time on me, God, because I'm not willing to take the time this, but I really want you to, because I've really got this TV show I need to watch or, yeah. you know, I've got a really super important meeting at the bakery to have a donut. You know, it's <laughs> like, get over yourself, Paul, you know, you're, yeah. you're not that important. Uh, just do what needs to be done. And Bev and I, uh, during um, the new year, I, made this you know stupid comment like, hey, Bev, I'll help you clean the garage. What kind of <laughs> an idiot does that? Uh, so <laughs> That's a big I, was undertaking. On, I was on the hook <laughs> to help and mm-hmm. it looked great when we were done with it. I mean, it was amazing. It was like, wow, I can walk around here. I'm not bumping into things. I could pull the car in and there's extra room you know, on both sides. This is fantastic, but it took a lot of work, it took a lot yeah. of time a lot of mundane stuff a lot of just like you know tasks and most of life is not a party most of life is just mundane because there's so much time a lot of it's just time spent in bed sleeping yeah but but it's important to do that to to recharge so i think it's important to spend the time in 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 preparation for prayer not just yeah. in prayer but in preparation and knowing those people because the more I know a person, the harder it is for me to dislike them normally. You know, and and <clears throat> I always hate in sports. I'm a huge sports fan and the Olympics do this and any big sport event, they always have these human interest stories. Mm-hmm. And we used to do a thing at our church for several years called Football Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday. And they would have these people interview Christian athletes who played football and who were going to be in the Super Bowl. And it's like, Listen, it is my God-given right to hate the New England Patriots. Do not show me this guy on the Patriots who's a great Christian and make me like them. I, I want to and it just was so frustrating. but you know when you learn about the things that people are going through and you you make them a person instead of a thing, the, the ability to, to care about a person and love a person just is incredible. And if we don't take that time, then we won't get there and i know that you know just from personal experience that people who take the time to see me as a person generally speaking treat me better than people who just see me as the things that i've done in the past and that don't give me that chance and so i really appreciate when people take the time to get to know me and love me and so if if i want that benefit i've got to i got to grant that to other people it just seems ridiculous not to
1: right yeah. that's what jesus tells us to do
0: that's what jesus tells us to do that's what he said
1: that's yep there there you go that is what he said
0: so um uh there's a new new ish song right? and i want to tell you as we're recording this we're uh, recording songs a little bit or songs recording shows a little bit early so this song is not brand new but uh it's new ish as we're recording this Uh, so it's probably still new as you're hearing this but it's a song by mercy me that you may have heard by now it's called say i won't and so i I love mercy me one of my favorite bands uh definitely one of my favorite acts to see live they're just so silly and fun and ridiculous uh so i wanted to play this song so we're gonna give 90 seconds to the people we'll come back at the end of that and talk about it and maybe get into our actual topic of discussion which is uh, standing in the gap for people uh so um (laughs) Here we go, this is uh, 90 seconds of Mercy Me with Say I Won't. Not enough we are back you can't go wrong with mercy me because uh they're mercy me uh so what do you think faith
1: i love that song and i think it fits perfectly with what we're talking about today
0: ain't god good
1: it's so amazing how you do how that he does that uh but so listen in the course it said i'm gonna run no i'm gonna fly and so here's what i love about when god surrounds you with uh a support group that covers you in prayer and who lifts you up and who you're accountable to. And um, that's kind of what happens. And maybe you don't start off with, I'm going to run. You're like, Hey, I'm barely crawling. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not doing too well. And then that, that support group that you have, they, they really stand in the gap for you so that you can stand up so that you can eventually walk, so that you then can run. And so that then you're able to fully have your faith develop and grow. And you can say, I'm not just gonna run, Lord, I'm gonna fly no matter what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I love the challenge of say I won't. I mean, I, I used to work with uh, a lady at Starbucks and when she told you she was gonna do something, she would look at you like, yeah, say I won't. And that was her way of like, you know, listen, this is going to happen. And, and I don't know how much was her letting me know that it was gonna happen or her letting herself know that yeah, this will happen. But I love that challenge of that. And then uh, my daughter, Heather, her life verse, it was on the back of her letterman jacket was that Philippians 4.13. Uh, know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And one of the prayers that I pray for people when we're talking about praying is, is for people to be weak. And to not be strong. So a lot of times, I I won't pray for for God to give someone strength to get through something. I pray for them, for God to take away all of their strength so they can't get through it. And then for God to bring them through it, so that way they'll know that it was God who brought them through it. And that's something that I need for myself because if God gives me strength to, if if I can do something, then I think it's me. But if I know I have to do it because of God's strength, then it just Strengthens my resolve and my faith in Christ, and and that's yeah. the reminder, constant reminder that I need because I'm a forgetter. Yeah. I I I am always like, oh, look what Paul did. Do, 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 do.
1: <laughs>
0: way better when when God does it. But I like the audacity of of that and that that bridge. Says, so so keep saying I won't, and I'll keep proving you wrong because that's it's not just a story of my life. That's the story of a lot of people's lives of people telling us you can't you won't Mm -hmm. and when when i got arrested and and when i got out everybody's like oh your life is ruined and bev and i made a very cognizant decision our life wasn't ruined it was just dramatically changed yeah we were not going to allow it to be the end of life for us it was going to be um you know just the beginning of a different life and I've just adamantly wanted, sometimes that's the thing that gets me It's to prove people wrong. Like, no, I, I won't let this defeat me. I won't let the enemy win. And having that dogged determination, but knowing that other people are praying that I will too and having people stand in the gap makes it so that I can do those things.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I can,
0: I can push through that, whatever this, particular trial of the day is, um, that, uh, that I can make it through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like, uh, that's how my pod, not my podcast, my, my, my blog started was just like, I needed, I needed to hear those things. And so I was writing the blog just so I could give myself the encouragement and, you know, every, every blog ends with rise up. And it's it's my my challenge to myself to like, all right, get up. We've seen the bad now. Let's get up. And what are we going to do about the bad? We're not going to let the bad wash over us. You know, you go to the ocean and you get smacked by a wave. And I've been like rolled up on the beach and, and thrashed by a wave. Then that wave is gone. It did its thing. A wave gets one good punch. And then it's gone, and then it goes mm-hmm. back, and it just turns into maybe the next wave or something like that. But it's it doesn't last forever. And if if I can get up before the next wave comes, the next wave doesn't get me. If I lay there, and yeah, the next wave is going to get me, you know, it's going to just. I usually keep on I usually doing.
1: get out of the water at that point. I'm done.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I stand and I say, "Gotcha, wave." No, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Sometimes I need people to say, "Hey, Paul." <laughs> time to get out of the water, you know, you, you've been, <laughs> you've been destroyed. Um, so we talked about standing in the gap for other people and and having people stand in the gap for us. How do you get people to do that faith? How do you decide, like, who are the people, you know, how did you build a spiritual support group or network, uh, well, safety net?
1: I feel like I am in a unique situation in the fact that um, we've been in ministry and other, in different places in my life. Um, so yeah, different places,
0: meaning physically or different places, meaning like spiritual places in
1: life. Yes, both. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I feel like anytime you go to a church, I pray, maybe it's not true for everybody, but every church we've gone to, yeah, there have been people that say, say what they say, but don't walk what they say. Right. Um, But there are very few select people, usually in church, usually they're the older people, but not always, um, who, they're just different. They just love the Lord, and there is character in them that is different. Um, There's some wisdom, and like you, usually they're the ones who, when you say, hey, they're the ones who say, hey, I, I want to start a prayer chain. Or um I don't, I don't honestly know the right words to describe the spiritually mature in your church setting, but I will tell you, in every church I've been to, there are spiritually mature people that I have just grafted myself to.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, I like that that word. Uh, grafted. Yeah.
1: And they they become very important to me. And I know it's almost like um, God did it. God did it for me first when He put me with my spiritual mentor, my well, I call her my spiritual mom, and, and He connected me to her when I was seventeen, um, and that was the first time I saw that. Um, and then ever since then every place we've been I've seen resemblances of someone who was similar in character to that and I know the importance that she had in teaching me about who God is and so those people I would I would spend time with and the more I spent time with they would pray for me because we're in ministry or I had young babies or we didn't have enough money and they became the people who who really helped me grow in my faith. And so it was something that I purposely looked for. I also got very blessed in the fact that um, Dan's family um, it, it has been a great spiritual blessing to us. They, he has siblings and his dad who and his mother before she died um, we're all very are all very godly people who love the Lord and his dad is a pastor. And so they have been part of my support group. But you know now that I'm far away from some of these people, I still connect through. Social media is wonderful. Uh, the technology that we have today that we didn't have when we started off in ministry, I'm able to text people and just say, hey, I'm going through something. Can you pray for me? And then lo and behold, Every week, they're sending me texts. How are you doing? What's going on? How can I pray for you today? And so this little community of people from different churches and from family just have surrounded me and lifted me up and prayed for me throughout my adult life in ministry.
0: Yeah, and uh, for me, Christianity is that whole idea of the guide taking you through where you haven't been. And I always talk about... uh, a sponsor relationship in recovery and the sponsor has been through the minefield. They know how to get through. If you step in their steps, you know that you're not going to blow up because they didn't blow up because they know the way through. Uh, and there's a, a quote that people uh, attribute to St. Augustine, but um, I was just looking, apparently it was actually said by Oscar Wilde, but anyhow, that there's no saint without a past, and no sinner without a future. And as we, bind together and and lift each other up and have that spiritual support group, I can learn from those other people who have made the mistakes and, and guide that person to that future. Because if we get stuck in the past, there might be some successes, but the successes are gone. And the same as the failure. The failure is gone. And I don't want to be stuck just reliving those old things. I want to know that those things I have now leveraged into helping not only myself, but somebody else. And I love, I love the idea of mentoring and teaching and seeing, you know, when we see our kids grow or see our kids do something, I was like, you know, you just get that pride. Like, oh, they just figured this out. Um, I, was, I was chatting with my uh, youngest granddaughter this last weekend and she's just barely, you know, almost two uh, coming up next week. And uh, she's just so hilarious the stuff that she does, but I just get so proud and I'll I'll take a picture on my phone because it does that live picture thing. And so I get it and you know, she was calling the dog Mr. Doggy uh, this <laughs> week. And I thought, oh, is that a little canine, uh, you know, dojo, you know, wax on wax off for the doggies <laughs> with Mr. Doggy. Um, but, you know, you just get proud of these things. And I get so proud when I see the people that I sponsor, you know, make it through or say no to that you know, whatever it is. So I know that that's been the experience for the people who guided me and who led me. Yeah, and me.
1: here's so very interesting for in my situation this last year, um, some of the people that have been in my spiritual support group, the standing in the gap for me have been some of my old youth kids who mm. I, have, I have spent hours and hours praying over and praying over things in their lives and they're turning around and praying for me. So what what a wonderful thing that God does when He puts people together and that, you know, they were teenagers when when I was praying over them, or they were in their early early 20s when I was praying over them, and now God's allowed them to pray over me.
0: Yeah. yeah, and yeah, that just paying it forward and, and watching the cycle. And we know that, When we do that, you know, I love seeing the things that you try to instill in kids as you taught and and being a teacher, you know, I know that. And when I see the kids that I taught that were like some of my favorite students, now some of them are teachers and doing that and just they're continuing that generation and to watch kids that you, you know, bring up as a youth pastor and see them now bringing up their kids and taking them to church and praying for you and doing that. That's a great thing. But I know for them that I remember when I became a teacher and I was working with teachers that were my teachers. And when it became a, it stopped being a teacher student relationship and it was a, a relationship of not equals per se, but just, contemporaries and yeah. they could learn from me how proud I felt like, oh, this is, you know, it made me feel good. Like, all right, I, I'm, I'm using the tools you gave me. And so I know that those people to be able to pray for you, that must be so much of an honor for them. Like, oh, wow, she did this for me. and Now I can do this. It just really shows the reward. And if we don't, if we don't take the time to build a support group, we rob people of that joy of that benefit of that blessing in their life to do it because it's way it's like christmas it's way more fun as an adult to give the gift to the kid and watch them get happy than to get yeah. a gift you know i don't care if i get gifts from my kids now i just want to be able to give them and see the joy that they get and it's the same way with with praying with supporting with loving people and knowing that you're not alone uh, and I, out there. and
1: if we go back to james five sixteen, i, I think A lot of people miss this point because I think they don't want to, they don't want to tell people what they're going through Mm -hmm. or they feel like, or maybe they feel like everybody else has so many other problems. I don't need to burden them. I don't want to burden them. But when we go back and look at James 5, 16, it says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed and I, and i wonder if people keep reliving their pain and they keep going through cycles of not getting better emotionally and spiritually and physically because they they are not intentionally looking for people who they can hmm. have that support in that they can stand in the gap with like it we have to be intentional about finding people who are godly to pray for us we have to be intentional about praying for other people we have to be intentional if we want to be healed if we want to get through it and i'm not saying that means everything in your life is going to change your circumstances didn't change because you started praying and reaching out to god when you were in jail You, you were still in jail but your attitude changed and and so like for me i know that last year um I was in a really dark place for me, mm-hmm. for me, it, 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 was dark. And, and I would even say I was probably very close to losing my faith that had it not been for those people who said, listen, we're going to pray for you. We know that you can't pray for yourself right now. We know that you're not able to do that right now. We are going to stand in the gap for you. And that because of that, I was And I, and I would tell them, okay, here's what's happening this week. And I hated it. I don't like to be the person we've talked about this before. I don't like to be the negative person. Right. I don't like to be the person that has problems. I don't like to be not because I think, oh, I'm so much better than everybody else, but I'm just a positive person. And I don't like dwelling on the negative. And so I hated to be the say, and it felt like there were some months where every single week, something worse was happening. Right. Um, and so that took a lot for me to be able to stand up and say, okay, I need prayer this week for this. Um, but because I sought that out because I was able to get to that point where I'm like, I cannot do this. I'm going to need help. I need somebody else. It was like a, it's like a lifeline. That's really what that is. It's Absolutely. a lifeline. It was a, a life jacket around me when I'm sinking in the waves and they were praying me and pulling me out of those waves that were crashing over me. And it, it I, there were a lot of people praying for me. There are a lot of people praying for Dan. And it's still to this day, there are still people praying for us, um, which really, if I could go to every single person and say, look, I'm in a better place because you prayed for me. <laughs> yeah. Lots, lots of them know it, but I know that there are people who, who don't, who didn't tell me they're praying for me. Right. Who may that, that are praying for me, who you I don't even know, right. who are praying right. for me.
0: Right. Yeah. And when you get that honesty, I mean, we've known each other for, you know, closing in on 20 years now. And so I've known the positive faith and, Uh, people know that we can get pretty ridiculous and silly. And I think, especially with people who are ridiculous and silly, a lot of times people don't think there's any substance beyond it or behind it, that there's no depth of character or anything like that, or any time where a person might be serious. But I know in the last year when I get a phone call or a a FaceTime or a video uh, message from you, and I could see, you know, this is the first time I've seen tears from faith as like, okay, I know this is real. And the imperative to pray became so big for me. It's like, okay, this is really impacting her. I can't just give her lip service and say, oh, praying for you, girl. Hope it's better. You know, <laughs> our thoughts and prayers are with you. Uh, and just, you know, being a politician, it's, you know, it's, it, it became a lot more real and substantial and important and, you know, critical that I've got to do this because this is my friend. And we read about or hear about and watch the movie, you know, with the Titanic. But I don't know what it's like to sit and be in a boat and watch a person drown. Yeah. No, but doing that would be, that would be difficult. And it makes it a lot more real when you have that. And so seeing your emotion made it a lot more real. It's like, okay, I've got to, I've got to do this. I can't put it off. This soccer game is not that important. I can stop and, you know, spend time in prayer instead of spend time, you know, praying that my team wins. I can pray that my friend (laughs) wins, you know?
1: That's your team right there, buddy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) wow. Well, cool. Um, So, uh, the thing I think was interesting is, you know, that you just said was people that you don't know and I will never know all the people who took up for me and, and, and picked up my burdens. And there are people that I pray for that, that don't know because they don't need to know that I'm praying for them. I just need to, to do that. Um, and I, I imagine that there might be more people praying for me than I, that I don't know about than there are that I do know about, which is awesome. And my life is a testimony to that prayer. Uh, How do you, how do you go about doing that when you're praying for, for people? Do you like see a need, pray for need, or do you have a a time where it's like, okay, I've got this list of people that I'm praying for, and and now I'm going to go through this uh, list of people. What is your practical experience with
1: that? Like, so I. I have done different things through the years, just depending on where I'm at. When, when my babies were all little and actual babies, um, to remember. Instead of big
0: and actual babies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I won't won't tell them you said that. (laughs) And they're not listening. So that's okay. But they know I'm, I'm
0: talking to them.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, I had to, I would keep a journal and I would, you know, write, I would write down the names of people and no, I wouldn't always write down everything that went alongside of it because if I saw the name, I knew exactly what I needed to pray for. Sometimes I would write down things just so that, because I do like to go back years later.
0: I was going to say to go back and, and put the answers in.
1: Sometimes, um, I've kept, I had a journal- friend,
0: I had a friend who's, There, they would uh, pray, and if they prayed for you, you knew you were getting a one year worth of prayer. Wow, in the journal, and it happened for one calendar year at least. They would pray about that, and they would either pray for the answer or they would pray, Thank you, once the answer came. And it was going to be a year on that prayer. Yeah,
1: that's a commitment, and that's yeah. inspiring.
0: Yeah, I would love to I go like through that. and see her prayer journals. Um, I'm sure, you know, Amazing. when she passed away, that I'm sure that her her daughter, you know, went through and was just like, "My goodness!" And when she told when, because I didn't know that this lady was doing this, and her daughter told me about that, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, no wonder I'm better." Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, because people pray for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so sometimes I will write them down. Sometimes, I and I pray in all different kinds of locations. My, the best place for me to pray is in my shower because there's no distractions around me. I um, sometimes get um squirrel issues yeah. happening with me, <laughs> and so um, when I'm in my shower, there's nothing, there's nothing there but water. So it's really easy for me to concentrate. No soap. Sometimes.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, so like I, and I, and sometimes like God will wake me up at two o'clock in the morning and he'll put somebody very specific on my heart. And so at two o'clock in the morning, I may spend, you know, I may spend an hour just praying for one person, or maybe it'll be several people. And sometimes sometimes. It's in my car when I'm driving to work and God just says, Hey, let's pray for this person. Mm. And, you know, like I feel like the nudging of the Holy Spirit is so important to recognize the nudging of the Holy Spirit when He says, Pray for somebody. There is a reason that the Holy Spirit is saying, Pray for somebody.
0: Right, right. And best do it. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's going to keep on poking.
1: And that's no fun, but I mean, that's part of standing in the gap for people. People don't even know. I think like the people who have prayed for me that I don't know, the people that prayed for you that you don't know, they don't understand, or maybe they do, they're standing in the gap for me when I don't know what's coming at me or when I don't know how to fix it. They are physically, not physically, they are spiritually putting themselves in my place to pray for me when I don't know how to pray for me. yeah, And that's why it's so important for us when the Holy Spirit puts somebody on your heart or when somebody says to you, ah, I'm just having a really hard time and I, I'm just going through this. It's so important for us to take that up and to pray for people. And it's so important for us to recognize this is a battle that everything that is going on around us is not, it, it is, It is a heavenly battle that is happening around us. And there Mm -hmm. are powers and things moving that we do not understand that we cannot see that prayer is effective and it is powerful. It is so much more powerful than we give credit to. Right. And that idea of standing in
0: the gap, it's, you know, I see the fire brigade. You've got the water over here and it needs to be over there and I can't get there. But if I pass it, I can get a lot more than if I'm just running back and forth trying to slop a bo- bucket of water it's that's what we're doing we're just taking that person and moving them where they can't uh we're we're that spiritual escalator just moving them along a, a little bit of, and it's incremental it's not you know these huge things we're just we're filling that gap we're it's like spiritual spackle
1: yes yeah spackle. that's a fun word it is a fun Say that word. a lot spackle. speckle 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 <laughs> so well I
0: guess that's what we're going to leave the people with, is spackle. Um, And, you know, be, I I would encourage people as they're listening to think about the people who are standing in the gap for you right now, who have stood in the gap for you in the past, and who are you standing in the gap for? And if you don't know who you're standing in the gap for, then I would suggest it's time to find out and go look for a gap and fill that gap. Because you, if you're not blessed by it, I don't know. Check your pulse, uh, because I always get blessed when I am able to do that for a person, and it's just a, a wonderful thing. So look for people that you can do that for. You know, don't be pushy and bossy, and you know whatnot. But and don't make a show of it. It's not like and they don't you know, even
1: have to know, like you said. Exactly. They don't even have to
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, just and it's it's a little harder now to just like sit at the mall and watch for someone, but you know that can be a fun thing is just sit and be like, all right, I'm gonna pray for this person and try to figure out what it is and and you know see what happens. So yeah, well, listen, uh, thank you as always for being here, and listeners, uh, thank you as always for listening. Uh, please share the show on your social media hashtag, Tune In Tuesday. Uh, put a link to the show, let people know about it. Uh, check out. Uh, Paxton Pantry online. Uh, look for some cool things to uh, cook and do and, and have some fun. You will be very blessed. That's on YouTube and uh, uh, just paxtonpantry.com uh, is out there, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, uh, and if you're in the uh, beautiful Portland area and need uh, catering, Faith is your woman. Uh, she can get it done for you. She's uh, El Bomb. So uh, (laughs) check that stuff out. Uh, Please consider being a patron on our site. Uh, We are 100% listener supported. So um, when you give, it helps the ministry immensely and you have no idea how much uh, it means to us. So we thank all of our patrons for being there. Follow us, uh, spread the word, and uh, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time we mess it up.
1: Bye-bye.